On this episode of Bite Sized, we are watching the fifth scene of the movie Twilight that is from 541 to 646 for those of you watching along at home. And now, on to the episode. everyone and welcome to another episode of Bite Size, the podcast that is watching the Twilight movies one scene at a time, the worst possible way to do it. If this is your first episode, my name is Ben Bear. I am your host. I bring a different guest each week who has watched mm, roughly 90 seconds of the movie Twilight, completely devoid of context. Maybe they've seen it before, maybe they haven't. Regardless, we are going to talk about it now. With me today, this week's guest is an improviser, a Chicago performer, I've been told to call you heather shoal welcome to bite-sized hello that's me that is you <laughs> i'm glad you know that i'm glad we're yeah. on the same page about which one yeah. you are yeah, yeah it's that's me you're you and we're yes. talking about the first twilight movie we are absolutely talking about 90 seconds the, of it the twilight movie twilight we're talking about 65 seconds of Ooh, it to be exact okay. heather how you doing how's your day going it's pretty good it's a pretty good saturday here in chicago mm-hmm. for those listening it's finally spring finally yeah it's sunny it's almost summer it's only just now spring yeah yeah, yeah it's a, i mean that's classic chicago though right like Absolutely. up and down up and down the allergies are happening but it's worth it it's worth it we live yeah. here for these few months to not have to put on 10 layers when mm-hmm. you go outside we'll take it oh yeah all right well i'm going to start this interview the way i start every other one and that is to ask you heather what is your history with the twilight franchise Oh my goodness. Okay. So I can't remember the year that these things really took off, but I know mm-hmm. I was, I think I was in college. Okay. I did read all the books Okay. and watch the movies Yeah. when they came out. I don't think I was ever like a massive fan. Like I wasn't someone who was, you know, posters or team Jacob or team yeah. Edward, but it was right around the right time for me age-wise where mm-hmm. every, it was like all the craze. So of course I read the books before the movies and then I think I was already moved to Chicago by the time that Breaking Dawn Part 2 came out yeah. or even the, f- the last two movies. I don't know. And my roommate and I went at midnight and saw them. Okay. But then since then, I think I've watched them all through once because they were on Hulu and it was like a really good COVID. Everything oh, yeah. is terrible and there's nothing else to do. So I'm going to rewatch Twilight and realize that they're not very good. Okay. No, no offense if you're like, oh my God, I love Twilight, but... What do you think changed? Do you like them so much in the past, not so much now? What happened? It's a combination of getting older and then looking back at something and realizing the things that were like cheesy or campy about yeah. it, that at the time when you're younger, you were like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, or, oh my God, I, I want to know what happens. And now it's funny. Yeah, it is interesting to see how... A lot of Twilight fans have sort of come around in that way, like still liking it, but for a different reason, Mm -hmm. like enjoying the sort of campy goofiness of it, Yeah, which is very much there and has always been there. And it sort of makes you wonder, did we just miss it the first time around? But I will say, yes. so there are movies that I loved when I was younger Mm -hmm. that I still love today. And to me, they're guilty pleasures. Yeah. And what's interesting, Twilight is not like that for me. Like, I loved it and I watched it. I was on board with the stuff when it was happening. And now I'm like, it's Twilight. Sure. I don't hate it. Sometimes I'll watch it for fun, but I don't 
it's not, I wouldn't ca- call just, it a guilty pleasure that I would, you know, thoroughly yeah. enjoy. So an example of that is the movie Center Stage. That, that for me, yeah, love that movie. Always going to be a guilty pleasure. Not Twilight, though. You've moved on. I guess so. Okay. <laughs> well, we start with just some more good old-fashioned Bella narration. My first day at a new school. It's March, middle of the semester. Great. She pulls up into the parking lot, gets just an amazing spot. Yeah. The, the closest spot to the school is available. Unrealistic, I think. Yeah, I didn't really think about that, but you're right. No one Convenient that none of the other students had parked there. Right. It's like they were saving it for like, oh, mm-hmm. new girl. She's important. I we mean, better leave it for her. They do make a point to repeatedly call out how cool it is that there's a new person in town and everyone knows about it and it's a big story. You're Isabel Swan, the new girl. Hi, I'm Eric, the eyes and ears of this place. Um, anything you need? Tour guide, lunch date, shoulder crayon? Uh, I'm really kind of the more sufferer in silence type. Good headline for the future. I'm on the paper in your news, baby. Front page. Oh, no, I'm not. You... <laughs> Please don't have whoa, any sort of... chillax. No feature. Okay, thanks. Cool. That is something I wanted to talk about. Everyone is talking about this new girl, and I get that Forks is small, and anyone new would be, you know, big news, but, like, when there was a new kid at your school, did this kind of thing ever happen? Absolutely did not. no one... Did uh, well, anyone talk about it? I went to a small school. I don't yeah. think it was as small as Forks. Probably. I graduated with like 96 people. That's pretty small. It's pretty small. Yeah. And I went to kindergarten with probably 70 of those people. Okay. So you know the same people your whole life. And when we would get a new kid, I don't think it was that big of a deal. Yeah. Like it, it still happened. <laughs> and everyone instantly recognizes her as the new girl too. Yeah. Like did someone pass around pictures of her? How did this happen? How does well, everyone know, know who she is? Well, if you know everybody in the school and sure. then there's someone you haven't seen before, I think that you could probably deduce yeah. that that's the new person. Just- but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I am curious how many people. I imagine their graduating class must be more like 30 people. Mm, I don't know. Is we do small? see, I don't remember because there is a graduation scene in one of the future movies. Yeah. But I don't remember how big that is. I don't remember either. But their school has a gazebo, so. It's got to be pretty big, right? <laughs> like it looks like scene. a well-funded school. Yeah. 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 One thing I want to call out is the line she's narrating and she just uh-huh. goes, great. Yeah. I don't know why that made, that just made me laugh. It's I don't it's, remember what she said right before it, like another new school or a first day at a new school. Great. It's a great taste of, you know, her personality, who she is as a character. Mm-hmm. Just a wonderful way to let her character shine through. Really shine. Yeah, in the so much personality. You know, the Twilight <laughs> movies are just rich with character development and these little <laughs> little moments like that that really flesh out these incredibly three-dimensional humans. She's walking through a hallway all in slow motion. Why is it in slow motion? I don't remember this at all. Are there lots of slow motion parts in the movies? There must be. It must be a thing. I feel like there are some. I feel like Bella doesn't get slow motion all that much. Yeah. It's usually like when a vampire walks through the, a door. I feel like slow motion in these movies is typically reserved for someone who's supposed to be like super cool and sexy. Yeah. And not the sort of lost new kid that Bella is. Yeah. So it definitely was an odd choice. Well, it felt like I when I looked at it, I'm, 
I wondered, is that slow motion or am I imagining things? And then I saw that the other people walking by, their hair was moving in slow motion. Okay, it was very definitely. billowy. Yeah. Like, was there a big fan at the other end of this hallway or something? Yeah. Maybe. Very bizarre choice. And the whole thing is, the whole entire, all the movies mm-hmm. are filmed through like, a bad Instagram filter. Yeah. That keeps coming up a lot in these episodes. It's just how blue these movies are. So blue. And yeah. I get it. It's vampires and it's the Pacific Northwest. It's gray. Yeah. So they had to make, they had to really lean into that. But it, that's part of what makes it feel so cheesy and campy too, is that it's got such a color scheme to yeah. it. Not like in the same way Wes Anderson does. In no. it just... Only Twilight. Mm -hmm. Like, you could put any clip into that filter, and it would make me think of Twilight, I think. That would be interesting. I've seen people take Twilight movies and, like, remove the blue filter. Yeah. But I would love to see people take scenes from other movies and put the Twilight filter on them mm-hmm. to see how much it makes it look see like a Twilight See if it would be movie. recognizable. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I think there's examples of it that would work, and there's others that probably wouldn't at all. But Maybe. It'd be an interesting experiment. Listeners at home, A, do that. Put a blue filter on some other movies. And also, if you are, if you've devised some sort of bite-sized bingo or drinking game, someone else just mentioned the blue filter. So uh. take a shot or mark your spot. Ooh, that rhymed. Mm. That feels good. Yeah, she's walking down the hallway. Super cool. Super slow motion. She meets Eric, mm-hmm. who is wearing a tie. Did you know anyone in high school that ever wore a tie to school? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. And not like in a cool like Avril Lavigne way. Like I feel like I saw those people who would wear like a t-shirt and a tie. Ironically, so this kid is mm-hmm. like dressed up. Yeah, I'm trying to think and not I don't know that I actually knew anybody who did that. I'm thinking mm-hmm. though of when you would have events at school like oh there's a band concert later so someone who's not going to be going home all day uh-huh. wore their shirt and tie to school today or oh there's a national honor society meeting so gotta dress up i think that's charitable i don't know much about eric as a character i'm sure we'll get to know him more over the movie but he just seems like the kind of guy that thinks that's cool that's cool well he's in he's got an important role right yeah he's the editor of the school newspaper yeah and he welcomes everybody and tells them to chillax he does tell (laughs) them to chillax he's the kind of guy that dresses up for school and says chillax i don't know if he just has something going on yeah. later. I think he's just... He says a lot of... His lines are pretty funny. He offers to be her tour guide, lunch date, and or shoulder to cry on. Uh, it, just go ahead and give me a rank. One, two, three. If you were a new kid at school, would you what, Would you rather have a tour guide, lunch date, shoulder to cry on? Lunch lunch date. Lunch first. date. Interesting. Yeah, because nothing is... I can imagine nothing being worse yeah. than that moment where you are definitely on your own and have no one to sit with at mm-hmm. lunch. And then I would say, I guess shoulder to cry on, but that Mm -hmm. feels like, you know, you want to become friends first before you do that. But I don't think you really need a tour guide. Yeah. That school can't be that big. It has a gazebo, though. Okay, that's true. That's funny because I would have ranked them in the opposite order. Oh. I would want a tour guide to show me where my mm-hmm. next class is, how to get from locker That's to biology, true. that I kind of I only want a tour guide if it's David Crumholtz and 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay. That's yeah. fair. I feel like Shoulder to Cry On is the one I would maybe need the least. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That feels too... You got to wait for that, Eric. You can't just lead with Shoulder to Cry On. Because mm-hmm. also, it feels almost kind of insulting that he's walking uh, walking up to her and basically saying like, you look like you want to cry right I now. I know. Yeah. Not a great introduction, Eric. Maybe work on that. He's a little over eager. 
he's coming on a little too hard, mm-hmm. which I think could be said of this whole movie in general. Yes. Yeah. He is the editor of the school paper. This is, okay, this is something that I just noticed when we watched. I, I was prepared to ask about something like this, but just on this watch right before we started recording, something <laughs> stuck out to me in a way that I had never noticed before, and that is when he offers to be blah, 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 shoulder to cry on, she says she is a suffer in silence type. Sure. Then he says, that's a good idea for a headline or whatever for an article about her. What is that headline going to be? Like, new new girl suffers in silence? Like, yeah. What would that headline be? Yeah, Bella Swan suffering in silence. That's not a great introduction. (laughs) I mean, it's not inaccurate, but that's just, and that's, that was, this is where I get into the question Mm -hmm. of, is this script just bad? Yeah. I don't know verbatim. I don't remember the books. It's like I read them once and then I saw the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember what is pulled directly from the book or what was adapted for the script. Yeah. But some of the lines are so weak or just kind of weird. Just weird. And and then I'm like, is it the delivery of the lines or is it the script? And in many ways, I do think like, I do think that the acting isn't great. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's not anything against any of the actors. I think they've all gotten better or been given better opportunities. Like Kristen Stewart is much better of an actor now than she was in Twilight. Oscar nominated. Yeah. Yeah. But in Twilight, this happens in this scene and it made me laugh. But when she's sort of staggering for her words Mm -hmm. and like the uh, 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 whatever it is. And that happens at the end of this movie. I remember because it's Mm -hmm. so comical. And I know I'm talking about a scene that we're not talking about, but... I will never forget the scene in the hospital bed where she's just like fumbling for words. I feel like it just happens constantly throughout all of the movies. Yeah, Yeah. and that scene is what I think of the most. But yeah, that's Bella throughout the entire thing. And She really doesn't suffer in silence if you think about it. She suffers in mm, uh, 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 stammers. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it feels unnatural, which Mm -hmm. is an acting thing. I'm not saying I could have done that better <laughs> um, or that it's an easy yeah. thing to pull off, but it's so uh, it comes off kind of funny. It's very consistent. I think you talk about the the act, the writing being weird with lines like her suffering in silence and making for a good headline. Mm-hmm. It also kind of fits that character, though, yeah. because it does like. Eric would write an article that's like about this moody girl who who's quietly crying. Mm-hmm. That seems like he wears a tie to school. He says chillax. You definitely get the vibe that he's looking for like a broken little bird to take care yeah, of. Yeah, and some groundbreaking journalism. Right. Yeah. A, a vulnerable pretty girl oh. and a great article. It's it would it would be the best day of his life. I mean, yeah. Well, we already get that impression that like, oh my gosh, a new person at school. This right. is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. It's the most exciting thing that's ever happened to all of them mm-hmm. by, by the looks of it, by the way they leave her the good spot open. Yeah. Yeah. But then they make weird, then there's the people in the parking lot who like scoff at her. Yeah. That's weird. When Eric, uh-huh. clearly one of the coolest guys in school, is ready to write an award-winning article about a, her. A sonnet, And basically. here are these people leaning on their car. They've actively chosen not to park in the best spot and then they make a weird face at her when she pulls into it in her old truck yeah weird like where's this judgment coming from kids it doesn't make it doesn't make sense oh gosh they are yeah high schoolers are really mean and they still are (laughs) to this day hasn't changed yeah whenever i do a like a comedy show and there's teens in it yeah it immediately takes me back to all the insecure ways that i felt when i was 
in middle school and high school. Yeah. It doesn't matter that I've grown into a confident woman. Uh-huh. When you put me on stage in front of high schoolers, uh-huh. I immediately revert back to thinking, oh my God, they're laughing at me. Oh no. And not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I had a show like that once when I was in Houston. I I did a show. It was a buyout for like 200 middle schoolers on a band trip. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is going to be the worst. Mm -hmm. They're going to hate everything. They're going to be, you know, middle schoolers. They were maybe the best crowd I've ever performed for. Well, it was a band group. I will say when when we do like a private comedy show and it's band or choir, usually it's good because they're... I relate to them. They're the band kids. They're cool. But it's when the kids don't want to be there. Yeah. You can feel them judging you and it's terrible. Also, this was like 2016. So mm-hmm. all you had to do was dab and they would laugh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Very All hard. you had to do is mention Fortnite. Yeah. Or dab. And yeah. you won them over. But let's talk more about high school. If your high school paper wrote a feature about you, what would it be about? I think it would probably be about like theater or the musical or something. Yeah. Because I was in band and choir and the musical and the one act plays in the fall Mm. i was the drum major of the marching band so it would definitely be around like the music and theater sounds like there's a lot to write an article about there yeah yeah um and like i said small school so everyone knows everyone but that's what everyone knew me for once i was called a cool band nerd cool so i think that would be my headline right that does seem like I yeah. was in the marching band and I wasn't one of the popular kids, but I got along with the popular okay. kids. Like I didn't get invited to the parties where people were drinking. I was totally unaware that those were happening, yeah. but I helped build the homecoming float with them. Okay. So, you know, kind of have your foot in the door, but... But not quite. Yeah, exactly. You're sort of a probationary cool Yeah, kid. it was, a, like I said, small yeah. enough place where everyone knew everyone. Who called you a cool band nerd and in what, how did that happen? Clearly, this this compliment stuck with you for a long time. Yeah, it was yeah. said to me and my friend Carolyn. She and I were both in band, and they mm-hmm. said, well, you guys are like the cool band nerds. And I, I don't even remember who said it. Yeah. And that really should make a difference, because like, did a cool person say it, or was it just another band kid who, yeah. who thought we were cool? I have no idea. I only remember the part of it that flattered me. <laughs> I guess. All right. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, let's say that that would be my headline. Okay. Cool band nerd. Cool band nerd. Carolyn was arguably cooler uh-huh. because she was the band nerd who still got Homecoming Queen one year. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Right. That, that, that sounds pretty, pretty cool. cool. I never got onto Homecoming Court. Yeah. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Are you over that now? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, I never did either. I mean, how big was your school though? I was homeschooled. We didn't have a homecoming oh. court, so. Well, then you were definitely on it. Uh, I guess. By default. I mean, but if there was one, I probably would have been on it. Um, you can't really have a homecoming when you're always home, but. Yeah. I'd say I was fairly popular in the homeschool community. <laughs> and if we did have something like that. I was offered valedictorian of my graduating class, but really the only the only thing that meant is who had to give the speech at graduation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to I didn't want to deal with that, so I just said someone else can do it. This whole episode is going to make me sound like such an overachiever, but uh-huh. I was a valedictorian. Yeah. I say A because there were four of us. Uh-huh. Again, very small school. Which, How do you have four valedictorians in a graduating class of 96? Yeah, such as... That's a roughly tw- uh, yep. one... Yeah, that's one valedictorian for every 26 non-valedictorians, mm-hmm. I think. Because it was a small school, there weren't that many AP classes. Yeah. There were, I think, four AP classes, mm-hmm. and me, Brooks, Katie, and Amanda 
took all the same classes, took all of the CP and AP classes that you could take, uh-huh. and we all got straight A's. Yeah. So there was nothing to break the tie. That's honestly kind of disappointing. I wish they'd come up with some sort of competition. I'm glad they didn't because, yeah, it was a weird... I I always felt this weird pressure to not screw up, especially once it got to like my sophomore year and I realized what the potential was. Yeah. It was like, oh, if I keep getting straight A's, I'll be top of class. Yeah. So then I felt like, well, I can't screw it up. And I think all four of us felt that way. Yeah. Like we need to do it, even though it really didn't matter. Maybe it helped me get a scholarship, like one of those, I don't know, maybe I have no clue. Yeah. And now as an adult, it really didn't matter. Right. <laughs> it really didn't. It but really didn't. We all four gave speeches. So it was a very painfully long graduation ceremony. Yikes. I felt bad for pretty much everyone. And we all thought that our speeches were so important. We put a lot of time into making them. Did they tell you to keep them short because there's going to be three others? Or was this just for full graduation speeches? I don't know if we had a time limit. We yeah. probably did. They probably told us, like, you know, try to keep it at. Yeah under five minutes or something. I'm not sure. What was your speech about? Do you remember? And was it better than the other ones? I think my speech was the sentimental one, mm. like the how much we're going to miss each other and all that, which is funny because I Classic. moved away and haven't looked back. <laughs> wow. And I only talked to a few people from high school. Yeah. So it was weird that I was the one who was like, oh my gosh, when we part ways, blah, blah, blah. And we had a really lovely teacher Um, that many of us had multiple years who had passed away the year before. Oh. And so there were like, it wasn't directly mentioning her, but there were things that alluded to her that like, I don't know. I don't know why I went for the sappy, like sad speech. Katie and Amanda, I have to admit, I don't really remember, but their speeches were different than like, we were all different. And then Brooks, he, I'm pretty sure was an actual genius. Yeah. But kind of a weird guy. Like, he was really mean to me in elementary school, made me cry all the time. Yeah. Like I he's the one that I always joked like it would be fine if I never saw him again in my life. And I haven't. I haven't seen <laughs> and, him. And I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> like I I'm sure if I encountered him as an adult it would be totally fine. Yeah. But I hated him for so long because he wasn't very nice to me when we were little. Um but his speech was all about clouds clouds just clouds i, don't he, like I mean it was guy. you know like analogies and uh-huh. deep metaphors about like what clouds mean and yeah. all kinds of stuff and it was definitely the weird speech it was definitely it the one like it, where yeah. everyone was sitting there scratching their heads like what the fuck did we just listen to <laughs> like i think that was probably really deep and insightful yeah. because brooks is smart or on the flip side, it was utter nonsense. It was one or the other, and we don't know. Right. Like, either it was a, the most brilliant speech ever, and none of us understood it, or it was completely ridiculous, and he was like, hi. I don't know. Right. <laughs> you don't, and, and in that moment, you don't care. Yeah. You just want to take off this dumb hat and go to your after party. And then get to the choir part where we sang For Good from Wicked, which is notable. I know everyone has done that, uh-huh. but this was 2005. Wicked yeah. was pretty new. Whoa. So it was a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Go off. You say everyone has done that. Not me. <laughs> I is... just feel like as soon as it was a thing, yeah. that was up there with like, green day time of, time your, of life, your life or like yeah. which was our chosen class song oh it was um, the i think it was legally required to everybody. be your class song yeah. between a certain i don't know 2003 2008 or whatever that's real yeah but yeah i think that it's pretty common now for high school choirs to sing for good at graduation but we were early 
Trendsetters. Yeah. Way to go. I wonder what they sang at Bella Swan's graduation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we get that. Was much. Eric valedictorian? He no. Probably... Uh, spoiler alert: Anna Kendrick. Okay. Okay. I don't that was gonna be my name. second guess. Oh, yeah. Shoot. What is it? Jessica? I, th- I think we're gonna see her in the next scene. So, listeners, all you have to do is wait an episode to figure out what who Anna Kendrick. But you and plays. me, in the one minute five seconds <laughs> we have, we don't know. We don't know. We haven't met anybody yet. What do you think? Just knowing what you know about Twilight and and high school, I guess. What do you think was uh, the choir song at Bella's graduation? What year was this? 2008, 2007? Yeah, let's say they graduated around 2011, 2012. Is it like a ballad version of Black Eyed Peas, Tonight's Gonna Be a Good Night? I bet that's it. I bet <laughs> I bet that's exactly it. Yeah. That's hor- it'll be Tonight's horrible. Tonight's gonna be a good night. Yeah. Because yeah, it's about the right time. Yeah. Oh, that would be awful, but. I could see it. Eric, I think that's Eric arranged it. Yeah. Eric Wood, that guy. He's got such a like perfect haircut for the time period too. He does. Mm-hmm. I hope he I hope he figured it out. Mm-hmm. I was probably in high school more like Eric than I care to admit. And I feel like I'm doing better now, so maybe there's hope for Eric mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I don't like Eric so much is cuz I see I see too much of myself. Oh no. And maybe not, you know, not entirely, but that is a way things could have gone and I'm glad they didn't. I would love like a Twilight where they are now. <laughs> Yeah. Thing. Like, like what are series? these characters doing now? I would love specifically not about the Cullens, no. not about Bella, just about these regular high school kids. Yeah. Because we know the Cullens are, you know, living forever. They're still young and sexy and Maybe whatever. Maybe they've moved to a different place. They've probably had to move to a different right. place to not be suspicious. But then, you know, how is Bella's dad doing? Yeah. How's Jacob? Right. What's going on? Where is Anna Kendrick? What is she yeah. up to? And then the other guy that had a crush on Bella. Yeah. If you had to give this name a scene, what would it be? And it'll also be the name of the episode, so make it good. Oh, okay. Suffering in silence. Suffering in silence. Appropriate. It's that. That's the headline of the article. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the scene. That's the name of the episode. Yeah, except like you said, she's not suffering in silence. She's stammering. She's suffering in, <laughs> yeah, little bits and starts and, and just sounds and Mm -hmm. things like that half words that come out high school suffering in silence i suffered in silence a lot in high school i think everybody did yeah if they didn't i mean i think i heard this lately like someone said like immediate red flags if you are meeting a new person or if you're dating someone and Mm -hmm. and they tell you this it's an immediate red flag and that is someone who says they're fond of their high school time or miss high school or had a great time in high school like immediate red flag right what how is that a highlight like how is that yeah or like any any scene in a movie or tv where an adult tells teenagers this is like the best time of your life yeah does not speak well of how you've done as an adult. I have fond memories. I had some good times, but I don't want to relive it. I'm so glad that's over. Yeah, same. We made it through. We did. (laughs) For a reason, we're not not going back. We made it through and we didn't become vampires. Yeah, I stopped wearing that hat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to go into more detail. I'm just going to let you, the listener, fill in in the blank. What kind of hat do you think I was wearing in high school? I really need to know. (laughs) I'll tell you when we stop recording. Okay, okay. Man, I just really still want to know why those people were judging her so hard when she pulled up. Yeah, that's was it just she, the truck? Maybe. Because this is something I'm going to talk about in a future episode. But whenever we see the parking lot of Forks High School, there's a lot of interesting cars. 
There's mm-hmm. like Edward Cullen has his brand new Volvo. Mm-hmm. There's some guy has like a cool surfing van with like beaded curtains. Yeah. Maybe they're just all really snooty about their cars. And so they see her roll up in this piece of junk and like. They already knew she was coming and what she was going to look like and all of that. They also had to know that like Officer Swan, what's his title? Because he is he like chief? Chief? I think he's chief. Yeah, yeah. They had to know that he got her that truck. They also have this look on her their faces like. That parking spot's the bad one. You know, it's a weird missed opportunity of foreshadowing because mm-hmm. there's the scene later where something happens. Yeah. Right? In the parking lot. Something like does a major happen thing happens. Later. And it's she's not in the same spot. Sorry, Twilight. Director. 2008. Do it better. <laughs> Why do you think they were just hanging out in the parking lot? Is that something people did when you went to high school? I think so. Not me because I didn't have a car. Oh. I didn't get my license until after I graduated. Really? Yeah. How'd you get to school? Bus? Either bus or got dropped off. Got it. I didn't take the bus that often because my parents lived back a half mile long road that the bus didn't come back. It was like a small road. So it was a half mile walk Uh out to the bus and then you had to cross the street and there was a blind spot. So it was just a dangerous bus stop. Okay. Graduating class of 96, half a mile from the nearest bus stop. Mm -hmm. Did you you grow up on a farm? No, but my neighbor had cows. Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. So yeah, not a farm, but there are farms nearby. Farm adjacent, I yeah, guess. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's a small town about 30 minutes east of Cincinnati. Okay. So if you get off of like the, you know, the beltway, the, the interstate that goes around the perimeter of the city, and then you drive five minutes or so, you get to my town. Yeah. And it seems more suburban, get a little bit of farm and mm-hmm. rural stuff. But then every school we played yeah. in sports, they were in the farmlands. Got like it. any further east from us. And it just turned into nothingness. I was on the tennis team and mm-hmm. we would have to like take a van out to play some of these schools. And yeah. it would be like an hour and a half drive through farmland to get to the nearest or to get to the school to play yeah a tennis match we started all this you said that your high school experience probably wasn't that much like forks but it sounds like it was sounds like what we're learning maybe it's a lot closer to forks than than mine certainly and most other people i've had on the show maybe i wonder who i went to school with that was a vampire and who was the bella of the school you know what That's a great question. Almost enough to make me consider going to a high school reunion, but probably not. Okay. And and just keep in mind, it could have been you. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. (laughs) Heather Scholl, thank you so much for being on Bite Sized. If the audience wants to learn more about you, maybe see you perform live in person, uh, where can they do those kinds of things? Oh, I perform with Anarchy, the improvised rock opera, Mm -hmm. um, with you sometimes. Occasionally. Play in our band. And we are on Thursday nights at I.O. currently. Mm -hmm. Um, You can follow us and find all the detail at Anarchy Music Improv on Instagram. I also perform with Comedy Sports Chicago and our musical show, Trapped in a Musical. Those are at Second City right now. Is there anywhere on social media they can find out about you, maybe where you would post dates like that? Oh, yeah. My Instagram is Heather M. Scholl. It's private because there's a lot of bots out there. Got it. And I got tired of them. But I'll, you know, if you don't look like a bot, I'll accept your follow request. We can also edit this out if you don't want. Yeah. No, no, no. If you want to keep it private. I don't mind it. I just got tired of like the bots being like, want to collab? No. No, not really. I don't. Sorry, robot. (laughs) But if you're a real person, 
follow me. Sure. If, and if you're a real person or a robot. Yeah, the bots can listen to this podcast. The bots That's fine. can absolutely and should follow at bite-sized-pod underscore on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be posting show updates and things like that. Uh, you can also follow me personally at benhebert.com. That's at B-E-N-H-E-B-E-R-T-D-O-T-C-O-M and all that jazz. This has been another episode of the Bite Size Podcast. Our editor is Ben Oksher. Our theme song is Mauled to Death by the fantastic band Swimwear Department. Check them out wherever you find music. Uh, please come back next week for another mm-hmm. episode. We're going to meet all the people I told you about. <laughs> but that is it for this episode of Bite Sized. As we always say at the end of an episode, suffer in silence. Suffer in <laughs> silence. See you next time. Yikes. Yeah,